Locked On Redskins, your daily Washington Redskins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we welcome you to episode number 317 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. I am your host, Chris Russell. As always, make sure you follow the podcast and what we're trying to do, bringing you every bit of information, news, coverage, video clips, stories, audio, whatever, at Locked Redskins. At Locked Redskins on Twitter, at Locked Redskins, as well at Locked on NFL Net for full NFL team news and information from all of our local podcast hosts and experts also if you want to follow me individually on twitter it's a wild ride not just redskins related i must warn you at russellmania 621 at russellmania 621 uh, also want to thank you guys. We are doing really, really well from what I can track and what uh, I think uh, we can track in terms of downloads and uh, interest and the spike. Um, you know, uh, it's been uh, it's been a pretty interesting ride <laughs> since I took over in mid October last year. There hasn't been really a whole lot of winning. As a matter of fact, since Alex Smith went out for the Washington Redskins, they've won. One game. One. And that was last November 20th, I believe, was the day. So the Redskins in the last 10 calendar months have one win. They are 0-3. On this crossover Wednesday edition. So what we're going to do here is we're going to get you caught up on some of the news and notes. And then Patricia Trena who is the Locked On Giants podcast host, and I recorded a couple of segments actually in full disclosure on Monday night uh, before the Redskins played the Chicago Bears because of a scheduling conflict, an issue um, that I don't really want to get into. That's none of my business. Uh, I'll let Patricia explain uh, that if she wants to. Um, But the bottom line is, is we talked before the Redskins actually played the Bears, for our two segments previewing the Redskins and the Giants this Sunday, most of it is not outdated. Um, Actually, really, none of it is outdated. It's just, um, it's more of a generalized look at both squads uh, because we had to do it when we did. However, I would still highly encourage you to listen uh, and get familiar with the Redskins' upcoming opponent. Patricia does a great job. Uh, Make sure you check out the Locked on Giants podcast and all of her other work. It's always fun talking football with her. Uh, Certainly there are some juicy storylines for this one, such as will the Redskins get their first win of the year? They are 0-3 after Monday night's beatdown by the Chicago Bears. As well, will they make a quarterback switch? Will there be any changes to the coaching staff? Also, will Jordan Reed play? It's all a short week, and the Redskins and the Giants are usually entertaining in some way, shape, or form, and you never know. With Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones now hurling it at quarterback for the Giants, but no Saquon Barkley, no Golden Tate, and a desperate Redskins team coming to the MetLife Stadium, Meadowlands on Sunday. It should be interesting theater, and we'll have you covered all week. So uh, that sets the kind of scene. We'll talk to Patricia. Uh, We'll get a preview of the Giants. We'll get uh, some general thoughts, of course, for you guys on the Redskins uh, as well. But 
We start with this. The Redskins made a couple of roster moves on Monday afternoon. They have not uh, on Tuesday afternoon, rather, because of the short week. Sorry. Uh, they have not officially signed anybody as of this recording. Uh, make sure you check out at Locked Redskins for any late information. But they waived Casey Dunn, a center slash guard who was undrafted, made the team last year, was on and off uh, the roster and has never really done or developed into anything. Um, so they waived Casey Dunn. And as well, they let go and released veteran defensive lineman T.Y. McGill who was brought in a couple of weeks ago uh, when Jonathan Allen got hurt and Caleb Brentley uh, got hurt. So T.Y. McGill is being released or has been released, and the Redskins are down to five defensive linemen. It is a good sign that obviously Jonathan Allen made it through uh, Monday night's game okay, and the Redskins will have a couple of roster spots here to do something with. Now, a couple other things that we need to bring up, and that is Jordan Reed. He, of course, did not play, as you know, on Monday night, has not played in either of the three games. There was the report from Adam Schefter over the weekend about a very ominous gloom and doom situation for uh, Jordan Reed. That's not the tune that Jay Gruden was singing uh, on Tuesday. He said he's not worried at all about Jordan Reed. He has seen specialists, quote, and we are just trying to get to the bottom of it and figuring out the best way to make him more comfortable to get him back in the lineup. We're trying to see if there's anything we can do to try to help him along in that way to get into practice and start to feel better. If he has to see a specialist every day, I really don't care. The big thing is to get him healthy and make sure he has a great state of mind. So when he does come back, he feels really good and confident that this thing will not linger. End quote. So that's very positive for Jay Gruden to say about Jordan Reed. We will see how long that positivity lasts. We'll see if that's enough time to get him in the lineup for a critical week four game. I doubt it. But certainly that is Jay Gruden singing a different tune than what was reported by Schefter and I believe also J.P. Finley, who said, you know, it would be several weeks. Now, it could still be several weeks as they try and get a handle on why he's having these problems as he increases his activity. Again, I, I don't pretend to be a doctor or even close, and I understand concussions are concussions. I, I, I would advise against Jordan Reed uh, doing this, but I, I'm not a doctor, so... Uh, I am happy to hear a positive tone. Before I fully believe it, I will also caution you by saying Jay Gruden fully expected Jordan Reed to return for week one, fully expected him to be ready to go uh, in week two, then started kind of changing his tune after Jordan Reed had some setbacks. So we will see uh, what happens moving forward. All right, we'll take a quick timeout right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. As well, we will come back again with part one and part two, a look at the Giants, a look at the Redskins, um, with Patricia asking me some questions, and as well, me asking Patricia some questions right here on a crossover Wednesday edition of the Locked On Redskins podcast. It's great to have you with us. I'm Chris Russell. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let the Vivid Seats app help you get to your favorite live event. Enter promo code KICKOFF at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100. Get the Vivid Seats app now, back in a flash. What's up, guys? I'm Chris Russell here, Locked On Redskins. Let me tell you about my secret weapon for learning new things and getting ahead in life. It's hard to find time to sit down and read and learn more. 
When you don't have free time, you can't read or work on your personal development. Trust me, I know this. I have no time at all to enjoy myself and to relax and to challenge my brain any more than it's already challenged. But now there's an incredible app that solves that problem, and I highly recommend it. It's called Blinkist. Blinkist is really unique. It works on your phone, tablet, your web browser. It takes the best key takeaways, the need-to-know information from thousands of nonfiction books, and condenses them down to just 15 minutes that you can read or listen to. Think about it. On your lunch break, on your coffee break, on your mid-morning break, whatever it might be, business leaders, successful people all around the world are known for reading a lot of books. And Blinkist makes make Blinkist is made for busy people like you who want to get to the main points of a book quickly so you can start using that information right away. It's easy. Eight million people are using it right now, and it has a massive and growing library. So go check it out, guys. It's Blinkist. At Blinkist.com slash locked on, you get a special deal, 25% off. With Blinkist, you get unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library of condensed nonfiction books. All the books you want and all for one low price. Right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com slash locked on to try it for free for seven days and save 25% off your new subscription. That's Blinkist, spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com slash locked on to start your free seven-day trial and you'll get 20% 25% off and you'll save 25% off only when you go to blinkist.com slash locked on. What's up guys? It's Chris Russell locked on Redskins. Remember the days when you were always ready to go, not to go to work, not to go to the store because you forgot something, but ready to go to the bedroom. That's right. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed, fellas. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. Chewable. They work up to twice as fast as a pill, and you can be ready to go whenever the opportunity comes about. If you could benefit from a little extra function, fellas, and more confidence where it matters, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Blue Chew is prescribed online, shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. If you visit bluechew.com, you get your first shipment for free when you use our special promo code locked on. Just pay $5 shipping again. That's B L U E chew.com. Promo code locked on to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. Get it now, guys. And we're back here on a crossover Wednesday edition of the Locked On Giants and Locked On Redskins podcast. And always great to catch up with my friend Patricia Trana, who does such an excellent job covering the New York Giants. Big Blue with a huge road win in Tampa on Sunday. Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes, as he's called by some, getting the job done. And we welcome Patricia in and uh, Patricia, I guess we'll, you know, we won't waste any time and we'll get to it. I'm sure I, I know everybody in New York was 
you know, chin on the floor, wow, impressed by Daniel Jones, I assume, uh, outside of a couple of little things like maybe a little ball security issue, you were blown away by Daniel Jones. Yeah, you know what? We saw hints of it, Chris, and, and uh, in the preseason. We saw hints of it going back to the spring. And head coach Pat Shermer, after seeing Dak Prescott and Josh Allen and what a mobile quarterback can do, uh, you could just tell he was just itching to get to Daniel Jones at some point. And, you know, to be fair to Eli Manning, the problems with the team were not his fault, you know, totally his fault. You know, they ha- they still have problems on the defensive side of the ball. But, you know, Pat Shermer just felt at this point, in order to run the type of offense he wanted to run, he needed Daniel Jones's mobility, got him in there, and – the kid just did a, a phenomenal job, you know, still a little sloppiness, like you said, with the ball security, a few other areas, but very, very encouraging debut for the young man. When, obviously, the results are the, the number one thing that matters. And like we said, there's things you can clean up. How do you how would you assess, you know, from our perch, obviously not being in the huddle, not being at the line of scrimmage, that he handled the, the little things that are not so little they're very important at the line of scrimmage, checks, audibles, uh, delay of games, any, any, any getting in and out of the huddle. Was he really good in, in your opinion and what you observed, or does he have a long way to go, or is it just too hard to tell at this point? Um, some of it you can't really tell unless you're in the huddle, but from what sure. I could gather, he did a good job with his huddle command. You know, there were no communication you know, mistakes and whatnot. A few times, maybe he didn't go with the go to the right place with the ball, but they were so minor. I mean, if you blink, you basically miss them. It mm-hmm. wasn't perfect, but it was very solid. It was very encouraging. It was as clean of a game as you can expect from a rookie quarterback going in there for the first time. And, you know, it also helped that he had Eli Manning on the sideline in his ear after every series, just, you know, making sure that, that the game at, at no point got too big for him, that he right. kept his feet on the ground. And, and Daniel spoke about what an asset it was to have Eli Manning there helping him. Because sometimes when you have a peer who has been there, done that, as opposed to a coach who really hasn't done it in a while or if at all, you know, sometimes that just puts you at more ease because you know that this person has gone through it and his advice is going to be more strategically sound sometimes than a coach's. It goes without saying that Saquon Barkley is a huge loss for many reasons uh, for the Giants offense. How do you, do you think that, uh, what's the gentle way for me to ask this? Because the Buccaneers are not a very good defense, do you think that it was a, a little bit of a mirage that they were able to do what they did on offense without Saquon, who they're now looking at, say, four to eight weeks without, because it was the Bucks, Or do you think that didn't really necessarily have a factor and Jones was just the spark that this offense needed at the right time? I think what we saw from the Bucks is they were trying to stop Saquon Barkley before his injury. And mm-hmm. when he went out, they decided to go after uh, Daniel Jones with everything, including the kitchen sink. And what that enabled the Giants to do is that he was able to, on the running plays, if you notice, the Giants ran more to the outside in the second mm-hmm. half of the game. And that was the result, really, of the of the Bucks blitzing 
at Jones. So now, you know, he changes the play to a run. They were able to find some daylight on the edges where those, those blitzers, you know, vacated their, their passing lanes or, or, or their contained. So that's how they were able to get around that. But hey, let's not make any mistake. The loss of Barkley is huge. He was, you know, he was a multi-dimensional weapon for them and, uh, he's one of their team captains. He's, he's one of their, you know, best locker room citizens. So that is a humongous, and I mean humongous loss for the Giants. Yeah, and they get Sterling Shepard back with, uh, you know, Patricia Trina locked on Giants with us here on this crossover Wednesday. We'll talk and get the Redskins perspective in just a little bit. Um, but without Barkley, without Golden Tate for a fourth game because of the suspension coming up here against the Redskins, they get Shepard back and, I guess, you know, Evan Ingram continues to, he was great in Dallas in the season opener, great on Sunday, uh, broke away for that long touchdown. You know, so they still have some weapons, but clearly this Giants offense is going to be hampered by the fact that they don't have a top free agent signing wide receiver in Golden Tate, who they haven't had all year. And then, of course, again, the multidimensional Barkley. I mean, it's been tough. Let's not make any mistake about it, but, you know, I think you're going to see more opportunity for Evan Ingram, who, you know, thus far is the leading receiver on this team. You know, Sterling Shepard has done a good job when he's been in there. You know, the thing is to keep him healthy. And, you know, I I still think the Giants are going to add another running back. I mean, right now they only really have two healthy running backs on the roster. Wayne Gallman, who's going to take the bulk of Saquon Barkley's carries, and uh, fullback Elijah Penny, who could also, you know, run the ball if need be. But um, I I just think this is going to change a little bit of what they're capable of doing. You know, Pat Shermer said it's not going to. We're still going to run our offense is what I believe he said. But, you know, you just don't subtract a tremendous talent like Saquon Barkley and expect, you know, the same results or whatnot. So it's going to be interesting to see how they adapt to that. But um, I think you're going to see maybe a lot more uh, of Daniel Jones running. You know, he he had some success. As a matter of fact, I think his rushing yardage, don't remember the total, but I know he led the team in rushing yardage total. Right. So you're going to see that added dimension uh, moving forward starting on Sunday against Washington. Yeah, when you can use a little read option zone, I mean, keepers, fourth and five, and the, the C's part over the middle of the field, and he has the guts to, you know, read that and take off. That's something certainly the Redskins are going to have to be prepared for on a short week. One more thing about the Giants, I mean, I have a million things, but just for the sake of time, their defense obviously is a weak spot. We know that. Where would you say is the strength of this Giants defense as opposed to the, the weakness, which is perceived to be just about everywhere? Yes. I think the Giants defensive front, believe it or not, is is the strength. The problem that we've seen, though, is because the linebackers haven't been strong, because, um, you know, because the defensive backfield has had issues, you haven't really seen what this defensive front can do. But I, I like the potential I like the talent. I like how they're being used. It's just a matter of putting all three units together because, you know, the they, the linebackers, the play hasn't been that really strong. Um, you know, the the secondary, I, I still don't know what the heck is going on back there. I, I have, I'm still trying to figure out what James Betcher was trying to do the other night at Tampa with, with some of the schemes, but uh, yeah, to answer your question, definitely the defensive front with Dalvin Tomlinson, B.J. Hill, and Dexter Lawrence. That's that's a formidable trio there who can 
who can push that pocket, who can plug up the, the running lanes and, and, you know, create some distraction, uh, distractions. Again, this is both Locked on Giants, Locked on Redskins crossover Wednesday. Great to have you with us. At the end of a hard week, it's great to sit down, take some time off, and watch some football. Game-winning touchdowns on two-minute drives, running backs racing down the sidelines with nobody to stop them. There's nothing else like the NFL, and there's no better way to make the games even more exciting than betting on them, guys. So do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag. No one gives you more ways to win than they do. My bookie's got the fastest payouts and better lines than any other sports book. Don't forget, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on, and mybookie.ag is the best in the business. It's where I play, so you should too. Do the smart thing. If you're going to bet on football this season, and many of you are, bet with my bookie. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little, win a lot, try a parlay. No matter how you bet, the NFL season is the best time of the year. So join now and MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use the promo code Locked On to activate the offer, guys. That's promo code Locked On and visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, Giant fans, Washington fans, welcome back to the crossover edition of the Locked On Giants and Locked On Redskins podcast. Patricia Trainer here. I am the host of the Locked On Giants podcast, and Chris Russell, the host, one of the co-hosts of the Locked On Redskins podcast. And we are talking Giants, Redskins. They meet in Week Four Sunday at the Meadowlands at MetLife Stadium. And just a disclaimer, folks: as we record this, we are actually recording this on a Monday evening before Washington's game against the Chicago Bears. That due to some scheduling uh, things on my part. So some of what we're talking about now, hopefully it'll it'll still be applicable by the, by the time you hear this show. If it is not, we do apologize. It was just something that could not be avoided. Chris, let's jump right in. Give us a, a rundown. When we last spoke to you about Washington, I know there was some concern about the offensive line. I, I think uh, – you know, the left tackle was still, you know, right. guess debating whether or not to show up. Where does that unit stand right now? Yeah, it, you know, it's interesting. I mean, obviously, um, you know, it hasn't it hasn't been a major problem in terms of pass blocking uh, so far early in this season, Patricia. But they haven't been able to establish the run. And Trent Williams is the left tackle that you're talking about. Uh, there's been all sorts of you know, rumors and speculation that Trent is going to end his holdout, and then nothing happens. So it's certainly not going to happen, I don't think, on a short week here, uh, quite honestly. And I, every indication that I have is Trent's not any closer to really, really kind of closing the gap, whatever the gap is, and it's it's multi-layered and complex and hard to explain. Uh, but the bottom line is, is they did sign Donald Penn. They converted Eric Flowers, who Giants fans are more than familiar with, from a tackle into a left guard. And, you know, so far early on, he's done a reasonably good job. And as everyone knows in Giant land, he's a massive hulking figure who certainly can get beat by a quick first step. Uh, so far, you know, again, early on, he's done a pretty decent job. Their biggest problem on the offensive line has been penalties. What's been going on with the quarterback situation? Now, last I, I checked, I think uh, Case Keenum won mm-hmm. the job. Dwayne Haskins is sitting. You know, as you see, 
in New York. Daniel Jones has taken over for Eli Manning. How close is Haskins to being ready to take over that offense? Well, every indication is that he's still got a long learning curve to deal with, that he's not Daniel Jones for many reasons. Uh, that's not to say he's not smart, but Daniel Jones is really smart. Daniel Jones played a lot more at Duke than Dwayne Haskins played at Ohio State. The plan was never really to play Dwayne Haskins uh, until late this year, if not at all. That being said, do I think Dwayne Haskins has all the talent in the world? Of course he does. Is he as mobile as Daniel Jones showed in his debut? Probably not, but in the preseason, Patricia, he showed to be more mobile than the book on him. The question is, is can he do the little things, the checks, the audibles, getting in and out of the huddle, the play call, the verbiage, all that stuff? Is there pressure, though, on the coaching staff? Again, I got to I got to imagine that Dan, uh, Daniel Snyder, the owner, is, you know, look, he's invested in this shiny new, you know, quarterback for the franchise, hopefully the future of the franchise. Got to believe that, you know, he wants them on the field sooner than later. How has that dynamic been working with Jay Gruden and his staff as far as, you know, letting them put Haskins out there when he is indeed ready? Right. So there's pressure on everybody here for everybody's job except for Dan Snyder. So let's start with that. Um, as far as I understand, Dan Snyder and Bruce Allen, the president, GM, uh, came to an understanding with Jay Gruden. Hey, you know what? This kid is far, far, far from being ready. We're going to take our time and we're going to not do things the way we did with Robert Griffin III. There's been many other problems and most notably on defense. I think the Redskins did the right thing. Of course, it was supposed to be Colt McCoy, but Colt McCoy, Patricia, has literally not been able to get out of the trainer's room. He's had so many injuries. Uh, I, I mean, you lose track, and, you know, he, he still isn't practicing. And, and, and that's a major problem because the guy that the coaching staff wanted to be the starting quarterback can literally not stay healthy. And so they kind of went with Case Keenum, who was brought here by a, a kind of fortunate happenstance. And that's kind of been their bridge guy. And Case Keenum can, he can hurt an NFL defense. He can also give away some things. He's a little bit of a high event quarterback. Now let's talk Washington's defense. You have uh, old friend Landon Collins playing back there yeah. in the defensive secondary. How has he looked? How has he taken to that system? And, and just give, give us an overview of Washington's sure. defense. Well, he's been their best defensive back. Let's start with that. No questions asked. He had a bunch of tackles in weeks one and two. He's been flying around. What I've been most disappointed by is that they haven't used him as a blitzer, which I thought I would see more of, but that's because they're so banged up on the back end around him, specifically at corner and even at free safety, that they've had to play a much, much, much more conservative defensive game plan uh, early on this season because of, again, injuries at corner. And really, Landon has been, along with Josh Norman, the only healthy body, and Josh Norman has struggled miserably in coverage. So Landon has kind of done everything that they've asked him to do, but now the question is moving forward, how much more can they do as they start to get some of their healthy bodies back and start to maybe take on quarterbacks that, you know, not not that they won't respect whoever they're playing at quarterback, but quarterbacks that they deem 
won't hurt them as much as Dak Prescott and Carson Wentz. So we haven't seen the full Landon Collins yet. There's no doubt that he is the best leader they have on the secondary because he's a thousand times better of a leader than Josh Norman ever was and ever will be. And I expect Landon Collins to be fully unleashed as, again, the Redskins get a little healthier on defense. And, of course, he's going to be super motivated to face his old teammates. You know, he's been talking about it. I know he said that he circled the date on his calendar. So it's going to be certainly something to watch. Chris, give me your prediction. What do you think uh, the score is going to be, and what do you see as the keys to uh, the the Washington Redskins holding off the Giants? Yeah, I, you know, the, the Redskins are, are, are a mixed bag, obviously. At best, they're an average team. At, at worst, they're, you know, mediocre to poor. Um, but because there's no Saquon Barkley and because there's no Golden Tate, you know, barring a miracle recovery here that none of us are expecting on Barclays and Patricia. I do think the Redskins with a sense of urgency, a greater sense of urgency to try and maybe not save their season, but salvage their season, find a way to win a close game here. And I think they find a way to, you know, to, to, to maybe respect Daniel Jones's mobility a little bit, but also attack it a little bit, maybe not be so, um, I guess cautious as I would deem that Tampa looked, uh, and maybe surprised, you know, uh, maybe the cat's out of the bag type of thing, uh, here as they go through the, you know, the week. Nobody really expected that. So I think the Redskins, even on a short week, um, can find a way because there's no Barkley and no Tate to kind of control the Giants offense a little bit better. And, and I think they win a tight road game here is my early projection. I could change that. I could change that. But my, my early projection is a tight road win for the Redskins. You got a score for me? Uh, I'm going to go, I'll go 20 to 17 Redskins. Okay. I should, I should add, it's not a pick I feel very confident in. I'm going to say the Giants pulled this one out. I have more confidence in your pick than I have confidence in my pick. How about that? Uh, that's fair. That's fair. Giant fans, Redskins fans, thank you so much for listening. For Chris Russell, this is Patricia Trainer. Have a wonderful day.